Hey, it's Pastor Nick from Grace River Church, and I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you find today's message encouraging and transformative in your life. We'd love for you to join us online each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. by visiting graceriverva.com slash live. Now, enjoy the message. Well, I'm glad you're here. It's a new year, right? It's a new year. It's 2021. It's going to be weird for a little bit. You're going to still write 2020, or maybe because 2020 was was so challenging, you'll just never write 2020 again. Maybe it'll be easy to write 2021 this year. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm excited for what we're going to talk about this morning. We're going to be reading in the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1. How many of you have a New Year's resolution you set for yourself this year? Maybe you haven't decided on it yet, or maybe you you set a word for the year. You may have a word that they've set for the year. They're going to focus on that word. Okay, that's good. That's good. 2021 was definitely a hard year to to keep a resolution, right? Maybe your resolution was to eat healthier, to exercise. 2021 kind of messed that up, didn't it? You were sitting at home and sitting in your PJs, and it was a little hard to get to the gym. It was a little hard to eat healthy. Uh, That's my resolution every year is to eat healthy, to exercise. And as you can see, it never really works. It never really works. Maybe you're like me, and you get to like February and March, and it's just gone. You know, January's okay. You can go to the gym. You can walk around the neighborhood a little bit, but, but come February, come March, it's over, right? Well, I started a little early this year. My resolution is to wake up early every morning. You can ask my wife. I've tried this numerous times throughout my life. I've tried to become a morning person, and it just doesn't work for me. Uh, so I, I told my brother about this, and I told him, hey, just, just text me every day and, and ask me if I got up early. So I started you know, a few weeks ago, and he would text me and say, hey, did you get up early this morning? said, no, I, I stink. But it's okay, because 2021 is only three days old, so I've got grace. Amen, I've got grace. I just started a little early. I don't know what your goal was for 2020. Maybe it was to buy a new car, uh, buy a new house, or maybe pay off the debt from your new car and your new house. Whatever it was, I know that, that there's somebody out there who's like me, whose goals did not get met this past year. Maybe you had a dream that the Lord had given you, and and the dream never really came true. Maybe at the beginning of the year, you were like, man, this is going to be my year. Uh, the Lord has shown me this. I, I'm going to run towards this. This is the vision he's given me. But then January hit. February hit. March, April. The pandemic. We had protests. We had racial violence. We had racial tension in our country. And we had a pandemic that was still going on. And then we had some more racial tension. Then we had a pandemic. And we had a, a, a president who maybe we didn't like, and maybe there's a new president that we don't like. Maybe we don't like any of the presidents. You know, the, the, the election was just difficult to watch, to, to, to stand and, and, and watch through. But this year, here's the good news, isn't going to be much better. Okay? That's the good news. This year's not going to be that much different. There's still going to be a pandemic. We're going to have a new president. There's still going to be racial tension in our country. You know why, church? Because there's still sin. There's still sin in our world. So we can't expect something new if we don't remember the things that never change, right? What are the things that never change? Well, when I think about a a new season, a season of hope, I think about a a guy named Joshua in the Bible. Joshua was this young guy that he was just about to enter the promised land with Moses and the Israelites, and they could see it. They sent spies in. Joshua went in and, 
and scoped out the promised land. They saw these giants. And then they saw these, these scary things that were happening in the promised land. They said, you know what? Never mind. We're good. Right? How many of us were going into 2020, we felt like it was good, and then we looked in, we saw the pandemic was coming, we saw there was some racial tension in our world, and we were like, you know what? I'm good. We just stayed at home. Our faith was lost. The Lord said to the Israelites when they were just about to enter the promised land, when they lost their faith, that, that they weren't going to enter it. So Joshua had to wait 40 years. He, he was with this guy named Moses who was leading the Israelites. He was kind of Moses' younger apprentice. And, and Moses was leading them, and Joshua was learning. And then finally, Moses died. You know, I feel like Joshua was probably like Moses. Come on, man. I, I, I'm ready to get in the promised land. You know, you, you old guys, it's time for you to go because I'm ready to get into the promised land. I think that's how I might have been if I was in his position. But when we see Joshua take control in, in the book of Joshua, when we see him become the leader, we see a new season, right? A season of new hope, a season of new beginnings. There, there's, 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 there's expectations of something good that's going to happen in this new year, if you will. Okay? So let's read there. Let, let's start in Joshua 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving you, to, your, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you. Just as I promised to Moses from the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let's pray real quick, and then we'll get into the message. Lord, I thank you for this word. Lord, for your Bible, for the, for the message you've written to us in its pages. Lord, I ask this morning that as we look at this word, as we go through verse by verse, that it'll be, uh, just that the words will jump off the page. It'll become so clear what it is you have for us in this passage this morning. Lord, use me as a vessel. Use me as a mouthpiece, Lord, but I want you to speak to us this morning. Fill this place, Lord. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. So here's the first thing that I notice about this passage. You ready? Moses is dead. Can we put that back on the screen? The Lord says to Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. How's that for a, for a letter? You know, open it up and that's what you, he, what, that's what you see. Moses, my servant is dead. But here's what I think we can learn from that. Before we can move into something new, before we can move into hope, some things have to die. Some things have to die. Well, what is it in your life that you've been carrying around, that, that you've been maybe just, just hanging on to as you've been trying to enter this new season. Maybe you were trying to get into 2020, but there was just kind of something that was keeping you. 
right? I think of a Pixar movie. I don't know which one, but it just seems like something Pixar would do where you're trying to get through this door and you're holding something and you can't get through because you've got this thing in your hand, right? It just sounds like something Pixar would do, doesn't it? But what is that thing that you're holding on to that you, you have to let go, that has to die before you can move on? What's that area of your life you haven't allowed God to really work through yet? You know, everybody's heard that story of, of the man who was sitting in his home and Jesus knocks on the door and he comes in and he leads him straight to that closet and he says, it's time to deal with this right now. Or what's in your closet you haven't dealt with? What's the sin? What's the shame that you've kind of tucked away that you're hiding that you don't want to deal with? Who is that person in your life that you need to let go of? Ouch. Who's that friend? Who, who's that person at work that you need to let go of? You need to take a break from them. There's a good book, and it's, I don't remember exactly what it's called. I'm sorry, but Miss Diane can tell you. It's something about sometimes you need to quit. You need to quit people. You need to quit things. Sometimes it's time to, to walk away. That's a good thing. It's okay to say, look, we can't be friends anymore. If that person is holding you back, it's okay to break up with them. If there's something that's holding you back, it's okay to stop doing it. Okay? There are some things that need to die before we can move forward. Maybe let's look at it this way. What is God telling you to say yes to that you've been refusing to say yes to? There's something God wants you to do. He's pushing you in a direction. But we say, no, God, I'm not ready to go there yet. Just like the Israelites, the Lord was pushing them into the promised land, and they peered in. It looked scary. It looked like it was too much to handle. They said, Lord, I don't want to go there right now. What is that thing you need to say yes to, or what is that thing that you need to let go of? But then we read verse 3. It says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. Here are the first two things I noticed with that verse. The first one is this. I love when God talks in this hybrid of, of past tense and present tense, or, or past tense and future tense, right? What does he say? He says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread on, I have given to you. You see it? Every place that you will tread on, I have already given to you. Everything that you will do, that's future, I have already done. It reminds us that, that God is not in our timetable. You know, God is not sitting here on a Sunday morning. God has seen it all. God knew you before you were born. God knows your story all the way up to your death. God knows your life. He knew you before you were born. And he knows where you're going to step. And guess what he says? I've already given it to you. I've already given you what you're going to do. Walking with God requires faith in his omnipresence. He's everywhere. He's before time. He's in time. He's after time. He's with us this morning. He's everywhere. We have to have faith in that. But here's the second thing. God says that this is the same promise he gave to Moses. Right? Do you see it? Oh, it's gone. There you go. It says, just as I promised to Moses, every place your soul or your foot will tread upon, I have given it to you just as I promised to Moses. This is an old promise, right? I mean, this is already 40 years. Think about a promise that God gave you 40 years ago. I wasn't even alive 40 years ago, right? And I, it, that's a long time. But guess what? That promise is still here. Here's the first point. The promise never changes. As you move into 2021, there are some things that never change. They're going to be the same last year. They're going to be the same this year. They're going to be the same in 2030. The promise never changes. God's promise never changes. First, God has promised you things that are specific to your life. Maybe you've spent time with him and you've heard him say, look, this is what I'm going to do for you. We know he does this in the book of Abraham, or not the book of Abraham, in Genesis, he said to Abraham, look, I'm going to give you this, this land. I'm going to give you these people. I'm going to give you a son. Those are the things that he promised to Abraham. He's promised me things in my life. He's promised things in your life that are specific to you, and the promise never changes. 
Just because you started 2020 and you had this dream, you had this vision, you had this promise of God, and it didn't come true, doesn't mean the promise is null and void. The promise never changes. What is that dream he's put in your heart? What is that vision he's given you for the future? Don't just leave it in 2020 because it was a bad year. Guess what? 2021 is probably not going to be that much better. I'm sorry to be so, so down this morning. But, but it, it, it's just our world is sinful. Our world has problems. Our world has challenges. So what has the Lord given you in 2020? Don't leave it behind because the promise never changes. There's also numerous promises we can find in Scripture, right? Like God promises us the Holy Spirit. When Jesus rose from the grave, he said, I'm going to send a helper to help you. It's the Holy Spirit. He has sent the Holy Spirit. He promises the forgiveness of sins. When you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth and you, and you confess your sins to the Lord, he says, I will forgive your sins. We don't have to walk around with shame anymore because he promises us forgiveness. He promises us peace. Who needs peace? We all need peace after the year we just had. We all need peace. He promises us peace. He promises us life eternal for those who believe in him. Life eternal. Doesn't that sound great? That sounds crazy, but it's good. Look at verse 4. Think about the picture that this verse paints. You ready? Just close your eyes, maybe. From the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. Now stick with me for a second, okay? I'm going to get a little weird. When I read this verse, I see a picture, maybe, maybe a movie, and it's kind of like a cowboy movie, okay? Now, let me take a step back, because I want to say that, that I believe when I read the scripture that everything is real. It really happened. The Lord really created the world in seven days, and, and really, he was describing a real place with real details, okay? But I also think that the same way we can look at nature, and we can understand God through nature, and, and he can reveal himself to us through nature, there's symbolism in the world. I think we can see that here as well. So let me tell you this movie I see when I read this. I see a picture of this vast wilderness uh, of darkness that is inescapable and scary, right? Where is this at? It says, from the wilderness in this Lebanon, I see wilderness. I see, and maybe there wasn't any woods, maybe it was in a desert, but I just see trees. I, I see woods. I see a wooded area that's wild and kind of scary, okay? But then it moves on. It says, it says, that uh, you'll see this great river, the river Euphrates. This is a big river, and I see chaotic, loud, rushing water. Okay, chaotic, loud, rushing water just going everywhere. It's, it's crazy, it's stressful. But then it says that it will extend to the great sea toward the going down of the sun. That shall be your territory. So I see this great sea with the sun setting over the water. Or maybe I see this cowboy riding off into the sunset. Everything's happy and everything's good, right? But we see this life, this territory, this, this span of time where everything is, is troubling, it's scary, and then it's stressful and chaotic, but then there's peace. There's peace in our territory. So, so let me put it to you this way, church. Your life may consist of all of these things, and maybe it may be all of these things in one week. Maybe it may be all of these things in one day. We live in Virginia where you can have all three seasons in one day, all four seasons in one day, right? So your life may first start off with some scary, dark wilderness. And then you may have a point in your life where it's chaotic, where it's stressful, where it's rushing water everywhere and it just feels unstable. But then you'll move into this point in your life. When you build your life on this firm foundation of the Lord, you will enter into this place of peace, of relaxation with the Father. And so what God says here is, I have given you this wonderful land. 
as far as the sun going down, as far as you can see, this is the promised land. And he says, I'll be with you. Everywhere you lay your foot, I've already given it to you. So when you're in that dark wilderness, guess what? I've already given it to you. When you're in that rushing water and your life seems so chaotic and stressful, I've already given it to you. And when you're sitting out on the beach and you're relaxing and you feel at peace, he says, that's because I've already given it to you. Amen. The promise never changes. Maybe you feel like you're wandering in that vast, scary wilderness this morning. Or you're, you're in that rushing water that's pulling you to and fro. Or maybe you're just in peace or, or maybe you're hoping to be in the peace. I want you to know that the Lord has promised good things for you. And that promise never changes. The promises of God will never change. And in 2021, you can have confidence in that. You can have confidence that there is a God whose peace surpasses all understanding, whose presence brings joy, who's willing to forgive your sins. There's a God who's willing to take away your shame, and he's willing to transform your life because his promises never change. Let's move now to verse 5. It says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Here God tells us that his presence never changes. His promise never changes, but his presence never changes. As we move into the new year, his presence will not leave. He will not abandon us. He will not forsake us. Were you ever uh, bullied as a kid? Anybody ever bullied as a kid? Or maybe even as an adult, it's okay. There's some mean people in this world. But, but when we're bullied and, and that person's in our face, we feel like we're just hopeless. There's danger all around. But then think about this big, this big, big guy. He comes in and stands next to you. He stands up to that bully and he says, back off. All of a sudden you feel peace, right? You feel, you feel safe. That's the, that's the Lord. That's the Father. When life is beating us down, when it's in our face and it's saying, you don't deserve what you have. You don't even deserve the life you live. You don't deserve the goodness that God has given you. That was a mistake for him to even give that to you. The Lord steps up and he says, back up. That's my son. That's my daughter. His presence will never leave you. His presence never changes. Sometimes life can be a bully. Work can feel like a bully. Maybe you're not, you're not settled there. You just feel unsettled at work. Maybe in your marriage it's falling apart. Maybe your finances are just in, in shambles. Whatever life is throwing at you, there's a God who stands there and says, I am here. I am here. Can we go back to verse 5 on the screen? It says, no man shall be able to stand before you. But I think Jesus says, there's, there's no thing that can stand before you. There's, there's no doubt. There's no fear. There's no person. There's no unsettledness. There's no uh, anything that can stand against you because I am with you. But can I talk about finances for just one second? I, I've been listening to a lot of people talking about finances because Amanda will tell you one of my New Year's goals, okay, my goal for the new year is to have a budget and stick to it. Uh, Amanda's good at that. I'm not. I just swipe the card, swipe the card, swipe the card. Oh, we're out of money already? No, so, so that's, that's me. So my goal is to be the one that takes care of the budget so that we have enough money to get through the week, to, to put some in savings, to get through the month. And so even if your finances are standing up to you as a bully, you can't just say, ah, oh, God's got it, right? You can't just say, oh, the Lord will help me. No, you've got you've to put some effort into it too, right? You, you've got to build a budget. Here's how the Lord has helped you. He's given people in your life on the internet, uh, on podcasts, that you can learn from and build a budget, okay? So I just want to say that about finances. I'm sorry. Maybe the Lord was just telling me that, and I just, I just misinterpreted it. 
I know it's, it's hard for a lot of us to have real faith in this idea that the Lord is always going to stand up for us, right? We're just like the Israelites. We peer into what God has for us, and we're like, ooh, I don't know, God. Looks a little scary, right? Or we walk into something new, and, and he's called us into this area of our lives, and we're like, okay, okay, this feels good. You know, I've got my budget down. Uh, I'm saving money. And then, I don't know, some, some trip pops up that your friends want to go on, and they invite you to go with you. And you're like, oh, God, I'm just going to go. You'll take care of it, right? It's hard to have faith that God's presence is with us. And we peer into the unknown. We peer into things that are scary. But we've got to have our faith in the Lord, just like Joshua had faith in the Lord. His presence never changes. I want to talk. Hold on. Yeah. I want to talk to the Christians for just a second. So if you're not a Christian, pull out your phone, figure out where you're going for lunch. Okay, text your friends. I just want to talk to the Christians for a second, for those who believe in Christ. Verse 6 says this. God tells Joshua to be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Okay? Be strong and courageous. Because why? Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land I swore to them. Whether or not you know it, you are a leader. You're just like Joshua. Whoever you have influence on, you lead. So if we live like we don't know God's presence is here, if we live like we don't know we have faith in the Lord, if we live like we don't have that firm foundation, how in the world are we supposed to lead those that we have influence on into the, into the presence of the Holy Spirit? How are we supposed to lead them in to the presence of God? That means that your actions have to prove God's presence. Your actions have to prove his presence. You will be the one that leads your family into the promised land. You will be the one who leads your spouse into the promised land. You will be the one who, who leads your students into the promised land. I, I don't care where you work. I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care who you are. You have influence on someone. And when you have influence on someone, you lead them. And you will be the one who leads them into the promised land. God has called us all to be leaders in our life. But if we don't live like we have a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, if we don't live like we have faith in him, if we don't live like we have built our, our life on this firm foundation, how in the world are they supposed to learn how to do it themselves? We are leading them. Okay, Christians, I'm done talking to you. Everybody else can listen now. Grace River exists so that every generation can experience the transforming power of God in every area of their lives. That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. That's why we have cameras in the back of the sanctuary, so that every generation can experience the transforming power of God in every area of their life. But what does that mean? That means that this transforming power is found in the presence of the Lord. If you want your life to be transformed into something else, that power is found in the Lord. That power is found in presence with the Lord. That power is found in relationship with the Lord. So if your life is somewhere you don't want it to be, here's a good idea. Have a relationship with the one who has the power to bring it to something that you want it to be. If I was someone who wanted a lot of money, would I hang out with poor people? No. You'd hang out with people who knew how to, how to handle their finances. I don't know why I'm talking about finances so much. But you would hang out with people who want to handle their finances well. You would learn things from them. You'd have a good relationship with them. So if you want to stop being poor and have a lot of money so you can do good things for the Lord, because that's what you're going to do with your money when you get it, amen? If you want to live that sort of life, you need to hang out with the sort of people who can help you with that. 
Okay, let me give you another example. If you're a guy like me, a little big, yeah, husky is what they used to call it. If you're, if you're a guy like me and you want to learn how to be healthy and get big and fit and strong, you've got to hang out with people who know how to eat healthy, who know how to go to the gym and work the right muscles and do the right cardio. It's not just going to happen. You've got to have a relationship with the person who can teach you. If you want your life to leave shambles and be transformed into something good, you've got to have a relationship with the Lord. Amen? We've got to have a relationship with the one who is present. And guess what? God's presence never changes. But whose presence does? Ours. The Father is always here. He's always here. His presence never changes. Because he's everywhere. Right? We said that earlier. He's omnipresent. He is everywhere we are. His presence never moves. But ours does. When we neglect that time we're supposed to spend with him every day, we take another step away from him. Right? When we neglect... I'm sorry, I was using this side as Jesus earlier. When we neglect that time with him and we step away, our presence has moved. When we go to that party with those friends and we do the thing we know we shouldn't have done, our presence has moved. When we say that thing to our spouse we know we shouldn't have said, our presence is moved. But God is still here. So here's one, let me, let me encourage you to do this. Just stay here. Wake up each morning, spend time with him. Or maybe do it before you go to bed. Whatever you like to do. I'm not a morning person either. I'm trying. But just spend time with the Lord each day. Because when we move away, he's still here. But our life is going to go back over to here. Because when we don't have a relationship with him, we're just falling back over to here, right? We've got to spend time with him. We've got to have a relationship with him. His presence never changes. But sometimes ours does. God's presence never changes. All right. Ready? Point number three. The path never changes. The path never changes, okay? You like how I did all these P's? Pastor John's going to be proud of me. The <laughs> promise never changes. His presence never changes. And the path never changes. Let's read verse 7 and 8. Only be strong and very courageous. That's different, right? Earlier he said be strong and courageous. Now he says be strong and very courageous. Being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Let me tell you a story. My wife told me, the other day, she saw on the internet that it was good for dogs to go on walks where they just get to sniff a lot. Apparently, dogs have a mental health problem, too. Okay? They're just like us. They struggle. They've got to go on a walk where they can just sniff a little bit and be happy. Okay? So she tells me this. I'm like, if you say so, okay. Uh, so I'm the kind of guy, when I take my dog out to go to the bathroom, I'm like, go to the bathroom now. Okay? Stop sniffing. Go to the bathroom. We're going to go back inside. Okay? She's like, you need to take it on a walk so it can sniff a little bit and be happy. So, so we went on a walk one day after, after I left the church. I had it about an hour before Amanda got home. So I got the dog. We went down to the park right down the street. There's a little wooded trail, and we went on a little walk, okay? See, my dog likes to sniff. And so we were on this trail, and she's going over here, and she's going over here, and she's sniffing everything. She wants to go off into the woods and, and sniff every little thing she can get. But here's what happens when we're like our dog sometimes. When we're on this path that the Lord has set for us, and we see something that looks good over here. So we go over here. And we see something that looks good, so we go over here. And then we go over here. Guess what? We're not moving, we're not moving forward much. It took me about an hour to get through this mile loop with my dog. 
I mean, it really shouldn't have taken that long, but she wanted to sniff everything, and then she pees on everything because she thinks it's hers now. I'm sorry, that was a little crude, but that's what dogs do, and if we're like dogs, and we're going to left and right and left and right and left and right, and we're not moving forward, what we're doing is we're finding pleasure in the things that make us happy. Oh, this looks good. Let me go over here. Oh, that looks good. Let me go over to here, but guess what? We're not moving forward. The Lord has set a path for us. He said, don't veer to the left. Don't veer to the right. Move forward in that path. The path never changes. How do we know where the path is? Well, my dog couldn't tell that the path was right here, but we can tell. How can we tell? The scripture says, can we put it back up there? It says, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Be careful to do what the law commanded you. Let's get into a little theology here, okay? We can read the Old Testament, and it says some weird things, like we shouldn't wear clothes that have mixed threads, okay? I'm here to tell you, I think it's okay if you've got a little cotton polyester mix, okay? I think it's okay. There's some things in the Old Testament that sound a little weird. You know why? Because the Bible says that when Jesus Christ came and died, he fulfilled the Old Covenant. He fulfilled the law. He is our law now. Read Romans. It is great. He is our law now. So what does this mean for us? It says, okay, if, if I could rewrite this for us today, because it would make sense for us today. I'm not going to rewrite the scripture, I promise. But, but it would say, do according to what Jesus tells you to do. Do according to the life that Jesus led. That's where we are now. We're following Jesus now. So if we want to stay on the middle of the path, if we want to stay on the middle of the path, we've got to do what Jesus did. We've got to walk like Jesus walked. We can't veer to the left or to the right. It doesn't matter what our friends are doing. It doesn't matter what, what those, those cool people on Instagram or Facebook are doing. It doesn't matter what our president is doing. It doesn't matter what our next president is going to do. Sorry, I'm trying to be really, really nice this morning. It doesn't matter who does what. It matters what Jesus has done. And we've got to follow the path that Jesus walked. Because when we move to the left or we move to the right, we're, we're veering off. We're not going down this path that the Lord has established for us. And you know what we're doing is we're sinning. We fall off and we sin a little bit here. And then we've got to get back on. And you know what we do sometimes? We think the path is this way. Because we, we read the scripture and we're like, this is what I think Jesus is saying. He's saying it's okay for me to do this, right? And then we think we're on the path, but then suddenly we're supposed to be over there and we're way over there. We're supposed to be in Chesapeake and, and we're all the way in Richmond. That's not how it works. We've got to read the Bible and read what it says. That's the truth. Because you know what the path is? The path is truth. The path is righteousness. We live in a world where it's okay to make up the truth, right? It's okay to say, well, this is what I believe. This is my truth. Right? How many people have heard that? This is my truth. There's no such thing as your truth. There's only Jesus' truth. There's only the truth of the Bible. That's the truth. And when we say, well, this is my truth, that I can do this, that we can do this, guess what we're doing? We're, we're just saying, hey, you know what, God? Sorry, look at this way. I know what you said, but here's, this is my truth, God. I know that's your truth, but this is my truth. We're just we're spitting in the face of God when we say, this is my truth. He has said, this is the way I have made for you, now walk it. You can go this way if you want, but there's where I am. That's where I'm taking you. If you want to buy a nice car and waste all your money on that, that's fine. But here's what I'm taking you to. Here's where I'm taking you, because the path never changes. We can make up new rules if we want. We can make up new scripture if we want, but the path never changes. Psalm 38, I'm sorry, Psalm 32, 8 says this. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Anybody ever learn something from, from someone better than them, like maybe how to do a trade or how to paint or something like that? And they're kind of watching you and like, oh, don't do that. Or maybe you, you watch kids and, and they're, they're building something 
and, and you're just trying to let them be creative, but they're like building this thing that does not look like anything. And you're like, how about we put this here and we make a house instead of just this big blob, right? That's what the Lord does. He says, I'm going to watch you. I'm going to counsel you. I'm going to correct you because guess what? He knows we're going to veer. He knows we're going to see something over here that's shiny and want to go to it. But he, he corrects us gently. He says, let's move in this direction. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says this. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean, are you ready, on your own understanding. Trust in him. If the Bible doesn't seem like it makes sense, if you don't like what it says, trust in it anyways. Do not lean on your own understanding because when you acknowledge him in all your ways, he will make your path straight. If you lean on your own understanding, guess what happens to your path? It goes this way and it goes this way. And it goes, but if you lean in him, if you trust in him, if you acknowledge him in all your ways, your path is straight. The path never changes. What do we do sometimes? We let our emotions lead us astray. We let our emotions dictate where we're going to go, right? We let our, our, our angry texts go out that we've sent to someone, and then we've got to apologize. Uh, we jump to conclusions or we assume things that we know are wrong, and, and later we've got to backtrack, right? We go off in this direction or that direction. Our own understanding will only lead us to failure. But in 2021, we can trust in the Lord to guide our path. We can trust in him to guide our path. The path never changes. And here's the final point. You ready? Your purpose never changes. The promise never changes. His presence never changes. The path never changes, and, his, and your purpose never changes. Let's read verse 9 real quick. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. There it is again. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He's with you wherever you go. The purpose never changes. What is your purpose? Maybe you're asking that yourself this morning. You're like, you tell me, Pastor. What is your purpose this morning? Well, I can tell you. You ready? Because we all have the same purpose, to know him and to make him known. That's why you were created, is to know the Father and to make him known. To know God and to make him known, that is your purpose. Now, you may be a teacher. Uh, you may be a pastor. You may be a janitor. You may be whatever you do. You may, I don't know what you guys do. You could do whatever, anything you want. Not anything you want. But it doesn't matter what you do. Your purpose is to know him and to make him known. So when you go to school and you teach those children, you know him, you're going to make them known. I was talking to Bob earlier. Bob is, is the head uh, I don't know, he, he does all the work over at Centerville Elementary School. He makes everything clean. He fixes everything. He's a great guy. You should get to know Bob. But he said he's got thousands of grandchildren because he knows God and he makes him known to them. That's his purpose. You, know, you may look at Bob and say, I mean, he works at a school. I'm, a, I'm an executive in a tall building in Norfolk. But, but guess what? He has thousands of children who he is making God known to through his actions through the way he shows them that his presence, that God's presence is with them. He is making them know, him known to them. That's his purpose. He is fulfilling his purpose in his job because he knows that his purpose never changes. Your purpose never changes. In your marriage, in your finances, at work, it never changes. God has invited you to know him and to make him known. In 2020, the purpose was the same, to know him and to make him known. In 2021, the purpose is the same, to know him, to make him known. 
In 2030, if the Lord tarries, the purpose is to know him and to make him known. Ingrid, if you'll come. So what do we do when we're moving into the new year? What do we do knowing that, that the promise never changes, that the presence never changes, that the path never changes, that our purpose never changes? We walk in that purpose. We walk in, and like it said in verse 9, if we can put it up there one more time, I'm sorry. It says, do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So I don't know what your goal is for 2021. I don't know what your New Year's resolution is for 2021. I don't know what you're struggling with now in 2021 that you were struggling with in 2020. I don't know what your life looks like. But as you move into the new year, as you move into the new beginning, as you move into the new hope, there are some things that never change. The world is still going to be sinful. You're still going to face challenges. In the the book of John, Jesus says, this world will be challenging, but but lo, I'm with you until the end of the age. Every day of your life until the end of the age, I will be with you. So go and remember that his promise is still the same, that he's got a good life for you, that he's got eternal life planned for you, that he's, he's started something in your life that he's going to finish because the promise never changes. Know that his presence never changes. As you move into the new year, his presence will remain the same in your life. Or will you remain in the same presence with him? And the path never changes in 2020. God is still calling you to walk in that path of righteousness and truth in 2020 because your purpose does not change. Your purpose is still to know him and to make him known in 2020. I have one more thing here. That was it. I just want to encourage you that this new year is not going to be different. You say, Pastor Nick, I thought you said you wanted to encourage us. This new year is not going to be different. Here's the good news. That means his promise isn't going to change. He's still got a plan for you. He's still got things ready for you. Some things never change. In the new year, it's going to be the same because his presence will be with you. In the new year, his path will still be the same. He'll lead you into righteousness. In the new year, your purpose will not change. There's still going to be struggle. There's still going to be sin, but your purpose won't change. So move in that purpose this morning, church. Declare for this morning that you're going to start in your purpose this morning. That you're going to remember his promises and change. You're going to remember his presence doesn't change. You're going to remember that the path doesn't change because your purpose is still the same. Will you stand with me? Lord, we thank you for the simple words you send us. Lord, I'm, I'm not very smart, so Lord, I thank you when you send me the simple word that your promise has not changed. From age to age, your promise is still the same. Lord, I thank you that your presence will never leave us. Lord, I praise you for that. It's simple, but Lord, I'm so grateful for it. Lord, I'm grateful that the path will never change. I know where I need to go. I'm never going to be scared or, or, or surprised by where you are leading me because you're leading me into truth, into righteousness. Lord, the purpose of our lives never change. I thank you for that this morning. So, Lord, I pray now over this congregation, Lord, whether they're watching online, at home, with their family, with their coworkers, with their friends, on their way to visit family, wherever they are, Lord, whether they're sick, whether they're healthy, whether they're here this morning or not, Lord, my prayer is that they will begin to walk in their purpose because they know that you have promised them 
good things. You have planned things for them in their life, and they can walk in that purpose and remember the promises of change. Lord, I pray that you would go with them, or that as they go home, and maybe they go home and it's a stressful situation. Maybe they go home and they're lonely. Lord, whatever it is, I pray that you would go with them, that your presence would remain with them this morning, tomorrow morning, the next day, next week. Your presence would be there because, Lord, your presence never changes. Lord, I pray that the path of righteousness would be easy to walk on. Lord, it would be easy for us to find. Lord, I pray you would make it so clear for us so even people like me can see the path and walk in it. Lord, I also pray that you would make known to these people their purpose. It's simple, it's easy, but God, I just pray they would feel it in their spirit, that they would feel it in their spirit, that they would want to have a relationship with you, that they would want to get to know you so, Lord, their lives can be transformed so they can know you and make you known to others. Lord, I pray you would start a fire under us. Lord, this hasn't been a difficult message for 2021, but Lord, I pray that it just starts that fire that flame starts to burn underneath of us so that we can go out into the world and we can say, I know a father who is good and I want to make him known to you. Lord, I pray this morning that you would start that fire in our hearts. Start that fire in our spirits this morning, Lord. We praise you, Father. We thank you, Father. It's in your son's most precious name that we pray. Amen. Church, I'm so glad you joined us this morning. Would you say hi to somebody you don't know before you leave this morning? Maybe uh, don't shake their hand. Maybe don't hug them, but just say hello. Make sure you join us back next week. Pastor John and and Diane were away visiting family. They're resting this morning. Uh, But Pastor John will be back next week, and we can't wait to see him. We love you guys. Have a great week. This podcast is a member of the Grace River Podcast Network. To listen to more of the podcasts in our network, head over to graceriverva.com slash media. We would love for you to join us in person or online on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for our weekend worship experience. Our campus is located at 5045 Indian River Road in Virginia Beach, Virginia, or you can find us online at graceriverva.com. Grace River exists so that every generation can experience the transforming power of God in every area of their lives.